Hi, I'm Tom Wright, host of the podcast Crypto Kingpins. Today, we're checking back in on Sam Bankman-Fried's criminal trial following the collapse of his $32 billion crypto exchange, FTX. If you're just joining us now, I'd recommend you go back and listen to the first six episodes of the podcast to get the full story. But if you want to get straight into the events of Sam's trial, stay with us. To take you to the heart of the action, Crypto Kingpin's managing producer Megan Dean has been talking to people who've been inside and outside the court in Lower Manhattan over the first few weeks of the trial. Hi, Megan. Hi, Tom. So, Megan, just tell us what's been the biggest bombshell so far. Well, Tom, it has been an amazing trial so far, because this is one of the biggest ever corporate frauds. Sam is alleged to have stolen $8 billion in customer money. And maybe the most shocking part so far has been the testimony of Caroline Ellison. She was his ex-girlfriend, and she's also worked with Sam. And now she's cooperating with the government against him. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised that Caroline cut a deal with the Justice Department, just considering how badly he treated her and tried to pin the blame on her for the fraud. Yeah, he's been laying the groundwork for this kind of strategy against Caroline as far back as 2021, when he made her co-CEO of Alameda Research. But turning on Caroline was not a good move. I mean, during the prosecution, she took centre stage and delivered some pretty crushing testimony from the witness stand. So Tom, to find out what's happened in the trial so far, I spoke to a reporter who's been in the courtroom daily. Hi, I'm Tracy Wong. I was a former reporter with Coindesk, which is a cryptocurrency news website. And one of the reporters on Coindesk that basically broke a bunch of stories on the FTX collapse. And you've been heading to the trial most days, is that right? Yep, I've been going to the trial basically every day in person in downtown Manhattan, SDNY Courthouse. And is it true there's only like a handful of seats and people queue up at like, you know, four in the morning to get a seat for Sam's trial? Yeah, there's only um, a few rows reserved for press. And there is currently about, you know, 60 outlets that are interested in the trial. So on certain days, we wake up at like 3, 4 a.m. and go queue outside the courthouse for a seat, essentially. For Caroline, for example, I woke up at, I think, like 4 a.m., took an Uber to the courthouse, and we wait there for five hours before the courthouse even opens. And I imagine it changes day to day, but could you try and describe the atmosphere in that courtroom? Sure. I would say the SDNY courtroom, or courtrooms in general, are very proper feeling. There are no electronic devices, no phones, no recording devices allowed, not even any smartwatches. And Judge Kaplan, who is the judge overseeing the case, runs a pretty tight courtroom. And so you go in, it's this like beautiful room, royal blue carpeting. There's a bunch of benches, like wooden benches for the spectators. There's another row dedicated to Sam Bigman Freed's friends and family. And then there are a few rows dedicated to just lawyers. Looking at the headlines that have come out of the courtroom over the last couple of weeks, it seems as if her testimony was really like a key moment so far. Yeah. So Caroline's testimony, I thought, was just absolutely electrifying and jaw-dropping. Caroline has been a very secretive figure. She doesn't tweet a lot. And what I thought was so interesting about Caroline is... This is her first time she has, and probably the only time where she's able to really speak out. And so 
There's been so much reporting about the story in the past year that you think with Michael Lewis's book, with all these incremental scoops that are written and all these public filings, a lot of the details have been revealed. But that wasn't the case because when Caroline went on the sand, she dropped several big bombshells. She talked about the Chinese bribe. And so this isn't a charge that Sam is facing in this trial, and potentially there will be another one for March for a second set of charges. But there, she recalled a point when Alameda had about a billion dollars stuck on to China-based crypto exchanges. And the accounts were frozen because Alameda had traded against another party that was under investigation for money laundering. And she describes how first they hired some lawyers, tried to get it resolved legally. That didn't work. Then they apparently tried other strategies like using accounts of Thai prostitutes on the exchange and then cash those out. And that didn't end up working. Another part that was really shocking was, you know, the infamous Alameda balance sheet. Yes. And it turns out that Caroline made a balance sheet, showed it to Sam, and was like, hey, Sam, I think this doesn't look good. Alameda's financials look a little bit weak. I don't think we can send this to our lenders. And Sam was like, well, why don't you come up with some alternatives? And then she made seven different alternatives. Like there was literally an evidence, this Google spreadsheet with like the different tabs at the bottom. And you had like Alt 1, Alt 2, all the way to Alt 7. And so the scale of the rule breaking and just the absurdity of it all was quite shocking. So in the final episode of the series in Crypto Kingpins, we talk about how as FTX is collapsing, Caroline Ellison calls this all hands meeting of Alameda staff, where she comes clean about what's happened and explains how FTX user funds have been used and they're missing. And that has come up in court. Could you tell us a bit about that? So after Caroline's testimony, the government calls this witness, Christian Drappi, who is a former Alameda employee and was sitting next to Caroline during this Alameda All Hands meeting. This meeting took place on November 9th, so two days before they declare bankruptcy. And there is a secret recording made of this All Hands The secret recording was made by this Alameda employee that had just joined the company, and this was his third day. Incredible. Can you say how big the hole is? Or like... Uh, I probably just want to share the exact number, but it's... uh, Is it closer to like one bill or six bill? Uh, the latter. And so Caroline, at this all-hands meeting, basically explains a lot of, you know, what's going on. And one of the questions that are asked is kind of, who else knew about it? And she says, Sam, Gary, and Ashad, I guess. Another question that was asked is like, what happened to the FTX customer deposits? And she said, well, Alameda kind of borrowed them from FTX. And somebody asked, was this through the normal margin system? And Caroline says, no, it wasn't. And then Christian says, oh, that's really bad. Was that like basically officially done through the spot margin book? Or was there some like extra thing 
yeah, it was not for the normal spot margin. Oh, that seems pretty bad. And so the defense really wanted this clip admitted, and in the clip, somebody says, I'm sure this is not that fun for you, but I'd certainly appreciate how open you're being. Caroline, like, I really appreciate you being honest with us. I imagine this, you know, hasn't been fun for you either. And she kind of says with a nervous giggle. Hey, I mean, it was kind of fun. Actually, it's been kind of fun. And so it's meant to, like, make her look a little psychotic. And how did people in the courtroom react when this tape was played? It was definitely a point scored for the prosecution. I thought Christian Drappi was a great witness. He had this kind of like silent anger about him when he was answering the questions. Like you could feel that these Alameda employees were just so enraged at what had happened. I wondered if you noticed any reaction from Sam's parents, Barbara Freed and Joseph Bankman, because they've been there most days. Most of the time, they're kind of looking down. They take turns scribbling notes on a notepad. The mom, Barbara Freed, she is always like, you know, grinding her jaw. She looks super tense and stressed. You know, sometimes they whisper to each other, but I don't think there are any like major reactions. You just get the sense that they are both extremely stressed, as you would imagine they would be and any parent would be in this situation. I wanted to ask you about another moment during Caroline's testimony, where I think the prosecutors complained to the judge that during her testimony, Sam was visibly laughing and sort of scoffing at the things that she had to say. Yes. So... Assistant U.S. Attorney Danielle Sassoon is questioning Caroline in her testimony. And I remember she, you know, just stops all of a sudden and says, you know, Your Honor, may we have a sidebar? And so sidebars are when all of the lawyers go huddle in this corner next to the judge's bench so that the jurors and the spectators can't hear what's going on. But sidebars are on the record. And so... You can check the transcript after to see what was said. And so in this little sidebar, Assistant U.S. Attorney Sassoon says that she notices that Caroline is visibly reacting and looking more uncomfortable when Sam is making these gestures, whether he's shaking his head, he's scoffing, and kind of, I guess, another form of witness intimidation. And I wasn't paying attention to Sam in this sense, so I'm not entirely, I can't really say if he has, but I think it is just to further reinforce this portrait of Sam that the prosecution is painting, that he is this toxic ex-boyfriend, he is manipulating Caroline, he's controlling her, he got sent to jail earlier in the summer for leaking her private writings to the New York Times, and he was ultimately thrown in jail for witness tampering. Was there a sense of sympathy? Can you feel it in the room, like when Caroline was on the stand, when she cried towards the end of her testimony? When Caroline cried on the stand, I think that scored major sympathy points for the prosecution. She was crying when she was recalling this text message that she had sent to Sam about how just relieved and even like happy she had felt because she just dreaded the day in which this would all come out. And she cried also when saying that 
the prosecutor asked her, what did you mean by this? Why did you send it to Sam Bigman Freed? And she was like, I felt like I didn't have anybody else to tell this to. The only person she felt like she could talk to about that was the guy who kind of got her into this in the first place and her ex. And they, the prosecution tried to play up the power dynamic and kind of the power imbalance between the two and that basically paint Caroline as like, oh, she had no other choice other than to do what this guy told her to do. Thanks, Tracy. So it sounds like Caroline was exactly the witness the prosecution had hoped for. But I mean, I'm not a legal expert. So I've invited Ken White to join our conversation. He's a lawyer from L.A., So Ken, you've done a lot of work in criminal defence, and we first heard from you in episode six of Crypto Kingpins. Back then, you warned Sam's obsession with media exposure would come back to bite him and cause problems for his lawyers. We're now a few weeks into the trial. Has your opinion changed? Well, I think that every lawyer's standard piece of advice to shut up has been very much borne out by the events at trial. The prosecution has made very effective use of things that Sam Bagman-Fried has been saying all over the place. Things he said to colleagues as all this was going on, things he said to journalists afterwards. Just again and again, they found these statements and very effectively wielded them to suggest that he's changing his story or that he's admitted key things that perhaps at the time he didn't realize were admissions of guilt. This is a quite a blow to his defense and really hampers what his attorneys are able to do. And Ken, what did you make of Caroline's testimony? It was pretty damning stuff, right? Well, it really comes down to whether the prosecution is able to weave in their story with other elements that corroborate it. The prosecution's been doing a pretty good job of that here. In addition, it seems as if she did a fairly good job in holding it together during testimony and that the attempts to discredit her by the defense didn't seem to land very hard. It's interesting that you say that because some people attending the trial actually were surprised that the defense didn't go after Caroline more aggressively in the cross-examination to try and discredit her. Well, whenever you have a witness who is somewhat sympathetic, you have difficult choices to make because you can definitely alienate a jury by going too hard. So you have to make tough strategic calls about the right tone to use with a witness. Sometimes there is no good option for how to handle a witness. There is only the least bad option. Mm, Yeah. And it seems as if Caroline's testimony obviously contained the biggest fireworks so far. But other people who are really close to Sam, like Nishad Singh and Gary Wang, they've both taken the stand too. Tracy, what did you make of their testimony? Yeah, so Gary is a bit of a robotic witness in that he's definitely a very introverted guy and he seemed to show absolutely no emotion at all in his testimony. And he testified a lot about just the code and the accounts. The defense has a really tough job in trying to poke holes in the testimony of the guy who literally wrote the code base. And so there were certain portions of that where in the code, it was so clear that they were doing inappropriate things with the allow negative column where like Alameda accounts were just like, you see the check mark that they were allowed to go negative. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be an expert in coding to kind of understand the simplicity of something that just says allow negative. For Nishad's testimony, I think Nishad, he's a pretty well-spoken witness. You know, he also seems a little bit more troubled ethically by what he did. So Gary and Caroline, other than the moment where Caroline cried, they gave very little emotion. And I think with Nishad, he really, in his testimony, there was this portion where he talked about FTX's spending. He really pointed to instances where he said he disagreed with Sam and then said, Sam, you cannot do this. You cannot spend all this money on celebrities, sports partnerships. And he seemed to really be like a moral foil to Sam in a certain way. And there's also one other name coming up occasionally in the courtroom, despite him not actually being involved in these proceedings. And that is Changpeng Zhao, CZ, founder of Binance. His name has been dropped several times by witnesses and also in some of the evidence shown to the jury. So CZ was Sam's rival and played a role in the collapse of FTX. And he's definitely been brought up in that context. There is this Google document that was in evidence, which is, you know, this was during the period where FTX was, they were running out of money and Sam needed to raise emergency capital from all of these investors. And he has this part where he's like drafting what to say to investors. And what one bullet point was that this is a competitor going after us. Like Binance has launched a PR campaign against us. It's all CZ's fault. You know, it's actually funny because during Caroline's testimony, there was another Google Doc of her personal to-do list. And she has the section that says things Sam is freaking out about. And one of the bullet points in that list is getting regulators to crack down on Binance. And so in a sense, it's like, you were actually the one trying to launch a PR campaign and throw some rocks at CZ. And so do I think the two have their back and forths? Yes, but I'm not sure if Sam's narrative, this was a PR attack from Binance, really will hold up given that it doesn't really explain why all of these customer deposits went missing. Yeah. So the prosecution has almost finished its case and the defense will be starting very soon. Heading into that defense, Ken, I wondered, how do you expect his lawyers to approach this? This is the classic defense lawyer conundrum of whether you put on a case which always has risks or whether you just sort of challenge the adequacy of what the prosecution put on. And the the pinnacle of that difficult decision is whether or not your client testifies. I think he does not have the self-discipline to do it in a way that's anything other than disastrous. So I suspect they won't want him to, but he may insist on it. And it is the client's decision whether or not to testify. Yeah, but I suppose one way of looking at the trial so far is that it's actually not going Sam's way and maybe testifying could be a kind of last ditch attempt to change that. Right. Defendant testifying usually goes either really well or disastrously and and not in between. There are 
some personality types that are very dangerous to put on the stand. And among them are people who are know-it-alls, who are temperamental, and who do not kind of understand how the world perceives them. And those all describe Sam Bankman-Fried. But you're right. Sometimes you just have to go all in and say, we're going to lose this unless we do something big, so let's go big. And Tracy, how do things look from where you're standing? In terms of Sam's defense, I expect him to testify. Normally, defendants are advised not to. You know, it kind of opens the door to cross-examination and you could incriminate yourself. But just given my knowledge of Sam's, the way he thinks, I just don't see how this guy won't get on the stand and testify, especially since he loves to talk so much and he's talked to all these media outlets. I just don't see why he would stop now. He is somebody who likes double or nothing coin flips. He is somebody who will take the riskier road if it will come with a higher potential payoff. And this is basically his like last coin flip. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. This has been so fascinating. All right. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Ken. Thank you. Thanks for the update, Megan, and thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks' time once the trial wraps to bring you everything you need to know about SBF, CZ, and the fate of our two crypto kingpins. 